we welcome you to the exit fund podcast through this podcast series we explore what has historically been an opaque corner of the startup ecosystem we explore the breakthroughs the challenges and everything associated with building and growing companies during this startup journey you will learn that maybe an investment isn't always needed we all have become accustomed to the internet in 2022 it is such an integrated part of our lives that it is nearly impossible to imagine a life without it but 20 years ago the internet was a little different back in the 90s the world was still exploring the nascent opportunities of the internet the dot com boom had brought several giants to the fore such as amazon apple and paypal which later dominated the market newer startups assimilated the learnings from the dot com burst to carve their own success in today's podcast we take you on a journey of an indian startup to learn about a multi million dollar business that took the art of bootstrapping to carve a niche in the market dominated by the western tech giants this is the story of zoho nearly a decade back success for most of the graduates from india's middle class families was about getting a good job preferably a secure government organization and retiring with a car and a home for most of the young graduates in south indian middle class families the route to success was predetermined by getting an engineering degree preferably abroad it was finding a good job and settling down after getting married today the entrepreneurial ecosystem in india has created multiple opportunities and modes of employment the choice between retiring with a comfortable house and a car versus building a unicorn has given a birth to a new age subculture of entrepreneurs the ones who are willing to explore the realm of possibilities in creating a startup rather than snubbing their dreams and working all their lives to retire in a home of their choice entrepreneurship in 2022 is no longer a monopoly of a few firms in india therefore the changing profile of entrepreneurship who have forged their success stories in the last couple of decades is a testimony of the changing times the story of zoho began much like how india of the 1990s looked like three young entrepreneurs shridhar kumar sekar vembu and tony thomas hailing from the modest middle class families of south india founded a venture known as adventnet shridhar who came from a very modest middle class family when adventnet was founded had completed his primary education at a government aided tamil medium school in chennai after which he switched to iit chennai for his undergrad one of the top universities of india in 1996 when the world was witnessing a dot com boom shridhar and his brother sekar vembu along with tony thomas founded advent net the team forayed into the space of it enabled services for 4 years before one of the co-founders tony thomas left the organization in 2000 the year 2000 was a period when the world was witnessing a dot com meltdown several newer successful dot com businesses had failed 
and inventor's confidence had shrunk down to all-time low. This was when Sridhar Vembu took charge of Zoho and transformed the company as we see it today. The start of Zoho was quite an anecdote to the dot-com bubble. The domain name Zoho originally belonged to a US-based hospitality startup that raised $53 million in 1999. Unfortunately, their fate of success was short-lived due to the dot-com burst of 2000. And so, much like the other short-lived success stories of the time, the original Zoho went into liquidization in 2001. In 2002, when AdventNet bought the name Zoho, it cost Sridhar a mere $5,000. They had picked his name from the court that was handling the liquidization process of the organization back in the days. And so was reborn Zoho. Zoho saw the rise of Indian SaaS-based startups that contributed to creating a global impact. But this journey was not easy. And Zoho had its fair share of hiccups as it tried to keep its business afloat during the early years of inception. Being in a highly competitive niche, Sridhar knew that building a new product would be the key to Zoho's survival and growth. Hence, during the dot-com bubble, when other companies were busy assimilating venture capital for raising their startup's valuations, Zoho chose to reinvest all of their revenues toward their growth. Many of Zoho's reinvestments were aimed at developing the browser-based NMS rather than keeping profits and paying themselves any salaries. It was only in 1998, two years later, when their sales crossed $1 million, that they started paying themselves and went on to hire a sales team. Despite being valued at $140 billion by 1999-2000 and offered a $10 million check, Sridhar's clear vision and grit were instrumental in Zoho's success. His journey transpired from the dream of building a global product. And so, while the dot-com burst evaporated, the dreams of several startups with great valuations, Sridhar and his team concentrated on building new products while ensuring healthy revenue growth. In its journey of 20 years, Zoho grew from its initial offering of two office applications to more than 40-plus customizable business operating solutions. Today, the company boasts more than 10,000 employees and 60 million clients from around the globe. Zoho's massive success stems from the learnings from the dot-com burst of 2001 and the 2008 financial crisis. When the business dried during the first decade of 2000, Zoho had cash in the bank and a team ready to experiment. Vembu knew a secret that no product is ever a complete failure if you learn the lessons about why it failed. If your analysis leads to believe that you still have a viable product, step two is to overhaul the product or the marketing. That's where the hard work begins. It takes a lot of brainstorming, guesswork and testing by carving a reinvention strategy that involved Manage Engine at their cloud division. Zoho created an entirely new range of products for their customers. After the financial crisis of 2008, Zoho had learned two important lessons in its quest to become the tech giant it is today. One, the company remained private despite being in the field for 20 years. 
This gave them more control and ample opportunity to create the right time to go public. Their decision to price independence and innovation over big sum payouts were the foundations of the reinvention policy of the organization. Secondly, Zoho forecasted the market trends correctly. They had realized that post the dot-com burst of 2001, businesses no longer needed expensive software to keep benefiting from the age of digitalization. And thus, the company carved a niche in cloud-based applications in 2005. Their flagship offering, Zoho Writer, came out in 2005, an year before Google Docs. This was the first time that the world witnessed the power of cloud computing. Through Zoho Writer, Sridhar and his team offered a fully-featured word processor on the cloud, designed for collaborative work. This later transformed into intuitive office suit, known as Zoho Creator in 2006. One big reason behind the success of Zoho was that it was one of the first few online suits that didn't allow advertising, even on their free versions. In doing so, they showed their customers how much they value their privacy and independence as much as their own. Along with offering path-breaking products at a minimal budget, Zoho was a rocket. But who are the innovators behind these path-breaking products at Zoho? This is where Zoho again is unique. Zoho, of course, has a strong team of 10,000 employees with diverse backgrounds and degrees to help them. But there's also a social responsibility behind this ambitious company. That stems from the belief in new age Indian startup ecosystem. With the launch of Zoho Writer, Sridhar and his team embarked on an ambitious self-reliance project. Young talent from the lower socio-economic strata of India was trained and hired by the company. During the last decade, this portion of Zoho's knowledge inventory has expanded over 15% of their overall workforce. Limited by their economic conditions and social status, these talented individuals were given a chance to show their talents and lead a better life. In addition to increasing their knowledge inventory, another radical agenda that led to the growth of Zoho was Sridhar's bid to decentralize his company's operations from metropolitan areas to rural villages. During the COVID crisis, Sridhar encouraged his team of engineers and developers to work from their hometowns. His ideas to reignite social entrepreneurship and community building inspired the newer generations of innovators in India. Not only this, Wembu himself has also settled in this village. He starts his day at 4 in the morning and he first goes out for a walk in the village when he wakes up. Wembu is sometimes seen swimming in the village pond, sometimes doing farming and often seen roaming around in the village on a bicycle. In a conversation with Forbes India, Sridhar Wembu once said that I feel more connected to my roots and enjoy this kind of life a lot. There is no comparison here. You don't need to worry that your neighbor has Ferrari or your neighbor is going on a vacation. These things are reduced here and you live a more simple life. I have always been a low consumption person. Whenever a new phone is launched in the market, I never rush to buy it. When that phone comes to everyone, then I can buy it. Describing his success story, Sridhar Vembu says that if you have a dream, then you need to work hard 
and manage everything yourself to make it work he added create so much power in your service that the customer is forced to come to you vembu owns 88% of the zoho corporation which is worth about 1.83 billion in the year of 2019 zoho corporation made a profit of about 63 million dollars the success story of zoho has reached a point where mark benioff ceo of salesforce is desperate to buy it given the nervousness of getting humbled out simply because zoho offers the same products as their companies for a fraction of price in fact despite the pandemic and the signs of economic downturn several venture capitalists are keen on investing in the organization to help zoho scale further since 2000 shridhar has forged a saas product of the likes of salesforce microsoft and google with the government's impetus on make in india for the world this aggressive outreach is expected to increase the contribution of saas software as a service company from the current 10% to around 25 to 30% in 2027 from an indian homegrown saas startup to the tremendous potential of cloud computing and the future ahead zoho is a company to keep looking out for in the next edition of exit fund podcast we will learn how a young australian kite surfer built a 3.2 billion startup phenomenon that disrupted the graphic design tool industry thank you for joining us on the exit fund podcast don't forget to subscribe to exit fund for other exclusive content and see you next time